All right, welcome back to Ravenloft Ironsworn. Uh, we're on technically part 13, sort of recounting the stuff that I'm doing with uh, Ravenloft while we work our way up to where I can get started again. We're getting pretty close to where I'm going to be playing back to playing live again. Uh, so let's get going with this. Okay, so here we go with the next part of the delve. So in the delve rules, again, bringing this guy back just to hold it up here real quick. In the Delve rules, I'm categorizing Castle Ravenloft as an ancient stronghold. So ancient is the theme, and stronghold is the domain. And when you're doing various Oracle stuff with regards to Delve, you look at the tables for ancient theme and stronghold domain. Sometimes when you look stuff up. Before I progress, I'm gonna check that Oracle for the theme and the domain and see that I am progressing forward toward a large hall. That's just, you know, in general, what I should be kind of thinking about when I'm going for this. Now that tells me where to go in general based on what I know of Ravenloft, right? So, because um, again, I'm using I'm using Ravenloft as a setting, but I'm not trying to go room by room and just you know clicking my way through each individual you know room or anything. I'm I'm doing it like almost like a flowchart kind of a thing, and the Oracle tells me narratively speaking where the next place is that something important is going to end up kind of happening now if i end up kind of going through stuff that you know like well you passed through a room and there would have been a guy there and okay well he wasn't there that time they move whatever you know i come back through and then something else happens whatever so i'm progressing toward a large hall that tells me where to go and i i kind of i'm aware of the ravenloft layout a little bit so it tells me kind of general idea where i want to go so brigida looks around the chapel two of the smaller side archways seem to lead into alcoves that she would guess either are dead ends or lead up into stairwells probably to the uh, dark balcony that overlooks the chapel itself you know where the where the the baron and would look down on the chapel from like some higher box seat i guess or whatever um the main double doors are what draw her attention now i don't have the uh map of the chapel up you know, immediately but we have a pretty general idea of what we're talking about here. um she gestures towards the two double doors and that should lead back toward the central port central uh, portion of the castle you say that like it's a good thing as mark says although he does help her pull pull the uh, doors open so let's look at delve the depths again when you traverse an area within a perilous site envision your surroundings and then consider your approach if you navigate this area in this case i'm going to go with uh i end up rolling on this one i feel like i might have rolled stealth i'm not sure like i was moving forward with stealth and trickery so i rolled shadow maybe because i hadn't rolled that before i shouldn't roll it i'm not very good at it but whatever um in any case so delve depths if you do this then so on and so forth uh let's see what i get okay uh delve ducks uh delve depths i got a five challenge dice of three of a nine so i got a weak hit and that weak hit means that I automatically roll uh, into this table for a weak hit result. And the the, the roll 20 setup for Ironsworn is really quite good and knows that that's what I'm supposed to do. So it, it did it for me. It automatically did the weak hit, rolled the D100, gave me a 55, which I check on the, on the chart. Uh, regardless of whether I was using Shadow or Edge or Wits, a 55 gets me the same result regardless that's mark progress so looking around at the other options on the table tell me that this is yeah, it's a pretty middling result i, I mark progress nothing particularly good nothing particularly bad fair enough so how do i envision this next section in my case the delve the depths move tells me sort of where i should send up end up and from there i'm using the oracle of the ravenloft module to kind of get me there so the uh, double doors open into a long hallway dusty long unused and lined 
with statues whose eyes seem to follow us as we move past them. Now the doors at the western end of the hall, down at this end, uh, are bound in heavy bronze, but they aren't blocked and they aren't locked. So we're gonna swing them open and move into the great entry hall of the castle. Cobwebs hang from dust-covered columns that line this hall, illuminated by lit torches fluttering in sconces. The dust and webs cast strange, moving shadows across the faces of the stone gargoyles that squat atop the columns, all around the rim of the domed ceiling of the room. The cracked and faded ceiling frescoes are largely impossible to make out after what may be centuries of neglect. To the north, a broad staircase climbs up into the darkness. Sad and majestic organ tones float from a lit hallway to the south. Stairs up here. We've got organ music coming from down here. So there's a lot to process here. Double doors to the west probably lead back to the entryway of the castle. Given that I came from the back and I've come through so far, probably heading to the front. That's fine. The stairs seem to be broad enough to be meant for public traffic, so that's probably going to take us to some kind of big receiving space or grand hall or dining room or something. South is tricky because on the one hand, it's lit, it's more welcoming, and generally seems interesting because there's music coming from that direction. But on the other hand, there's this thing where it seems like we're expected to go that whole, that whole direction seems to scream, come check this out, this is where you're meant to go. By the same token, I do not want to hang around this room because those gargoyles make me really nervous. So yeah, I'm heading for the music. I'm heading for the trap. So let's follow the music. And I am going to delve the depth once again. Ugh. Okay, so that's a six against a nine and an eight. I have momentum of nine, which I could burn to get a weak hit. That would eliminate the uh, that would eliminate the eight, which means I was only getting beat by one of the challenge dice, and uh, that would give me a weak hit. But I am not going to burn all my momentum just for a weak hit. So I will take the miss, and I will use the oracle. The result is reveal a danger. If I if I get a miss, reveal a danger, and I get a ninety one on that. 91 is you face a perplexing mystery or a tough choice. I can work with that. So heading south from this location gets us down here. So we've come in from this way and we have like a kind of a hallway leading here. We got a statue and an alcove. We got these double doors. Let's see what our little oracle of the module tells us. Torchlight flutters against the walls of this vaulted hall. To the east, a dark and forbidding hallway runs into the darkness. Beside that opening, there's a suit of armor oiled and glistening standing on display in a shadow shallow alcove it is the first thing we have seen since entering the castle that's not covered in dust to the west large double doors hang slightly open a steady bright light escaping through the opening swells of organ music come from behind the doors spilling a melody of power and defeat into the hall now i'm definitely going to check out the slightly open doorway and i want to be sneaky which, like my last Delve the Depths, is based on Shadow. I rolled this one, the previous one, and, and that, was, that one was kind of crap. But um, unfortunately, to be sneaky, I gotta be sneaky again. I'm gonna try and face danger, which is fine. It's been a disaster for me every time I've rolled it so far, but whatever. And you know what? I am I'm taking this as a weak hit. I got a four that beats the two. I'm fine, uh, in which I am delayed or I lose advantage. So I take minus one momentum. I think falling for this lure means that I've somewhat dropped into the channel that Strahd has set for his visitors. So here's what I see as we uh, 
peek through the crack in the door. We're looking at this from the uh, east side. This is a magnificent 40-foot square room, brightly and brilliantly lit by three massive crystal chandeliers. Pillars of stone stand against dull white marble walls supporting the ceiling. In the center of the room, there's a long, heavy table standing covered with a fine white satin cloth. The table is laden with delectable foods of every type. Roasted beast basted in a savory sauce, roots and herbs of every taste, and sweet fruits and vegetables. Places are set for four, one at the head of the table, with fine, delicate china and silver. At each place, there is a crystal goblet filled with an amber liquid. At the center of the far west wall, between floor to ceiling mirrors, stands a massive organ. Its pipes blare out a thunderous melody of greatness and despair, and seated before the keys, with its back toward you, a caped figure pounds the keys in rapturous ecstasy. Slowly the music winds down, and the caped figure turns on the stool before the organ to face the door, seeming to look directly at us. I hear Irina suck in a sharp breath. Now, I am a genre and RPG nerd, so there's a great big vampire lore clue in this scene. But when I ran it with my daughter, we, had, we did get this far, she totally missed it because she didn't know it. So I'm introducing that bit of what we would think of as very common vampire lore as one of those weird vampiric things that may or may not be common knowledge. And I'm going to see if Brigida actually catches it. So I'm going to do this as gather information. Rather than pasting it all up here, I'm just going to read this part. When you search an area, ask questions, conduct an investigation, or follow a track, roll plus wits. And the question is, what's weird here? Uh, okay, so I got a weak hit. The eight is as high as I can roll in wits. Uh, unfortunately, the challenge I just came up with a 10, which is also as high as it can roll. My kingdom for a strong hit. All right, weak hit. The information complicates the quest or introduces a new danger, add plus one momentum. So I'm back up to nine. The figure at the organ raises a graceful hand. Please be welcome in my home. Come in, dine. Irina trembles at my side, but I barely notice. What has my attention is the fact that Strahd can be seen in the mirrors on either side of the organ. Everything the Far Wardens have ever been told about these creatures of the night say that they, that should not be the case. Some kind of illusion, I whisper. A vampire casts no reflection. I indicate the mirrors through the cracked doors. Please, air quotes Strahd says, come out of the shadows and into the light. Let me see you. Maybe an illusion, is Mark whispers back, but it's not a mindless thing. It knows we're not in the room, or whatever controls it knows that. Now that is not a comforting thought, but I feel Irina calm herself somewhat, realizing she is not facing the monster of Barovia directly. I turn toward her. See, it's nothing. It's only a trick. It's it's a puppet show. It is not Irina who replies, but the figure of Strahd. A puppet show? Oh, delightful. It laughs, long and loud and mocking, and then it vanishes. The moment the figure disappears, a fierce, bone-chilling wind roars through the halls, blowing out all the torches and candles. We hear the screech of ancient hinges and the solid thud of heavy doors slamming shut one after another off into the distance throughout the castle. A portcullis clangs down in the middle distance, and ponderously we hear the tired groan of the aged drawbridge pulling back up. Crystal sings in the darkness of the dining room as the great chandeliers rustle in the sudden wind. The fragrance of food wafts its way through the darkened hall. I think we may have offended our host, is Mark mutters. 
We should probably move. One moment, I say, shoving the doors open. Much to my companion's surprise, Ismark manages one aggrieved <coughs> as I stride into the now dark dining room, following my nose and unslinging my pack. So, we're being taunted by the smell of food, and right now my supply is down to three. So, I am doing a move called resupply. When you hunt, forage, or scavenge, roll plus wits. On a strong hit, you bolster your resources, take plus two supply. On a weak hit, take up to plus two supply, but you suffer minus one momentum for each supply that you take. On a miss, you find nothing helpful. So, I got a three because the dice flip and hate me, but I can burn my momentum to get a strong hit. So, screw you dice. What the hell, man? Fine. The game wants me to burn momentum so bad, I will. A strong hit on resupply says I get to bolster my resources and I get plus two supply which is so worth it. I scoop the fruit and some of the least messy foods, working mostly by smell and touch. I wrap them up in cloth napkins, probably worth more than all of the clothes I'm wearing. I jam them into my pack, and I stride back to the door where Ismark has got a torch going. All right, now we can move on. You're crazy. I'm angry, I say. Although my face and my voice are, are calm, my eyes are scanning the area, and Strahd is picking the wrong sort of fight. So I'm going to delve the depths again and roll the oracle to get an idea of where I'm headed. A 97 on my ancient stronghold means something unusual or unexpected. Duly noted, Oracle. Thank you. Now then, delve the depths. When you traverse an area with perilous, within a perilous site, envision your surroundings and then consider your approach. I am delving based on observation and intuition, what I can see and what my gut tells me. So that means plus wits to heck with any more of this plus shadow nonsense. Uh, so I have seven, uh, one of the, got a weak hit since I beat the two, but it tied the seven. I roll and I get a 43 on the results table on the wits, which uh, means a 70, uh, sorry, a 43 is I mark progress on my way to something unusual or unexpected. Brigida takes in her options. Heading back into the main hall with the gargoyles looming after the castle has been sort of alerted seems like a very bad idea. The only other option then is a dark, narrow hallway that's just across from the dining room of vampiric fuckery. Here's a theory. Vampires are melodramatic as a form of behavior-based informational security. While their ridiculous collection of odd mannerisms makes it easy to tag them as vampires, it also makes it extremely difficult to tell which of those mannerisms stem from an esoteric weakness or limitation on their powers, and which are just them being fucking extra. In this essay, I will... Never mind. So anyway, go through the hallway, and at the end of the hallway, we find a spiral staircase. A chilly wind rushes down the circling stairway at the end of this short hall, seeming to kill the very heart of the torch that Ismark carries. The stairs spiral both up into the castle and down into the depths. I do not feel like going down into the depths right now, so it's I'm going to go up one floor and an unadorned wooden door. Dusty scrolls and books line the walls of this room and are scattered across the floor. In the center of all of this clutter stands a huge accountant's desk. An old man slouches atop a tall stool, scratching a seemingly endless scroll of paper with a dry quill pen. A rope hangs next to the old man out of a hole in the ceiling. And that's where I'm stopping for now. Next time, we will meet Leif Lipsiege, the Baron's accountant, which I think qualifies as something unusual and unexpected.